This is episode 677 for April 2021. And you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and I'm your host, Brad Douglas. That opening song is from Velo Sounds Recording. Uh, it's up on YouTube. It's a nice cover of the 60s Spider-Man theme song. Uh, I found it, and I thought it was, sounded really cool. So thanks uh, to them. Check them out and subscribe to their channel over on Velo Sounds Recording. Before we get to this episode, uh, I want to thank people that made this episode possible for you to listen to. They logged on to patreon.com slash crawlspace, and they help me pay the bills, and they get some nice perks in exchange, like they get a monthly Spider-Man pipe, uh, Spider Satellite podcast. They get their name and read in front of each episode, which I'm about to do. And also, uh, the sensational level, they get a cool little video in front of each live stream that we do. And their name appears on the front and the back end of each episode. But I want to thank uh, these folks uh, personally. So a uh, big thank you goes out to Gene, Ghost Spider 2018, JR, Robert, Scott, Frazetta Hulk, Frederick, James, Jimmy D, Josh, Kelly, King Hillbilly, Laura, Mohammed, Noah P, O Force 33, Sarah, Scott, F, Scott M. Vinkman, Will, hashtag something good for you. AJ, Andrew, Bob, Craig, Dowd, Datboy, Donnie, Avenji, Jeffrey, Gru Comics, Hafskimo, Ira, Jay, JB, Jared, John M, John P, Curtis, Matthew, Michael, Mitzi, Nick, Patrick, Ricky, Shane, Stephen, Stuart, and we also have Symbiobro and Toby Z. Again, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace and you can get some exclusive perks and also make sure more episodes come out in the future. Hey, let me tell you about this episode. So we recorded um, the two issues of Amazing Review, which I just released. It's the previous podcast episode. Uh, and we went another, what, we went another hour, I think, after just doing a Q&A with the viewers that were watching us, we had a nice turnout on this particular episode, and I thought, you know what? We can call it the Crawl Space Q&A, and I thought the audio listeners would like to hear this. Uh, we talk a bit about the Diamond situation and Penguin, where Marvel is releasing their books through Penguin and ending it through Diamond, pretty much. Uh, we also answer questions like our favorite and least favorite Nick Spencer run so far, some what's our favorite Z-list villain? Just so, just random questions that came into the group, and I thought you guys would get a kick out of it. So here we go, crawl space Q and A. Okay, uh, any other thoughts on that issue that we haven't hit I up? Think, um, I think we kind of covered it, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. Josh has, gave us a super chat and took a shot at George. His favorite joke villain is Stegron, is what Josh said. Oh. Wow. I think the rest of us should leave and let George handle this mono e mono. You know? Right. Okay. Oh, yes. Go. <laughs> Warm up, George. Get him. <laughs> I mean, he's right to be. I mean, it's his. It is uh, right. It's his constitutional right to be wrong. <laughs> you know. Uh, I like. I think Razorback's a pretty good choice. 
I like him um, as, a, as a joke. Razorback, kangaroo. I think Water everybody rabbit. knows mine. Frogman. Frogman. Oh yeah. I, I think, think my favorite. I saw, I, think my favorite. I saw a Frogman action figure, and is it the Marvel Legends I, line or what? I had to buy it because it's so darn crazy. Here, look at this thing. I haven't wow. bought a Marvel Legend in years. Look at that thing. How has your wife not murdered you for the for the crap you buy? I tell you what, man, I got a saint. <laughs> all the, all, I mean, like uh, all those all those books you 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 cover for for like satellite. I, I mean, you buy Carnage comics for I crying do. out loud. I do. Yeah, but here here's the thing. My favorite one, and this is I mean, it's a crying shame. I don't think they've ever done an action figure of this guy. I could be wrong. The Hypno Hustler. Oh my God, I love Hypno Hustler. I, I think mine. <laughs> might, I think I think mine might be White Rabbit. I love White, oh, White Rabbit. Rabbit is good. Yeah. yeah. White Rabbit, um, who you got? Who's one of your favorite lame ones? Ah, uh, I mean, I don't know because my thing is, is like I just focus on the good ones that I don't mm -hmm. think about the bad ones. Uh, yeah. So I guess in in a way, uh, what's her face that I hate so much? The uh, <laughs> well, that didn't narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that didn't that, narrow it down. Paper doll. What's her uh, face that I hate so much? I can't even remember her name. Screwball. I'll give it to Screwball, but. I hate her, but she's the only joke villain that I can think of right now. The other good one, the other good one is the walrus. Cuckoo, mm -hmm. cuckoo, yeah. No, the walrus guy is because yeah. I think you know. I was going to uh, ask Kelly what's your favorite uh, joke villain from Spider Girl, but honestly, I don't think there were any. There really weren't. That's yeah. the thing. What about the janitor that changed? He was kind of weird. Oh, yeah. oh, you mean okay. the thousand? Okay, no, no, no. He's <laughs> Spider Girl. He's talking about Hack Mutter. He's talking about oh, that guy. Okay. But the thing is. If the Dragon King applied himself instead of just running through the high school like a Kool-Aid man, <laughs> literally, he could have literally yeah. over the world. Like he had all these dragon powers. He was actually very formidable applied himself. But no, no, he has to get mad that someone, you know, broke a tray their lunch in the cafeteria, went to a dragon, and then create more destruction in the high school that he has to clean up later. I want to see, I want to see the Kool-Aid man bust through Kelly's wall right now. I <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Kelly, you would be a great teacher. That's like a parent teacher conference. If he would apply himself and not be the Kool-Aid man. He could rule the world. If he could learn, if he could learn a skill and maybe make a meat gun. Yeah. You know, oh, that was funny. <laughs> if you could only ap apply this to, uh, you know, to the school cafeteria to improve yeah. the pizza or something, right? Yeah. yeah. You remember when you were a kid and like you were in grade school and you got excited on pizza day, like when it was pizza oh, day, yeah. like it was a and it wasn't deal. even very good pizza. No, it, no. no. If, if you go back and eat that now, it oh, tastes God. like ass. It does, man. It tastes like eating pizza at Chuck E. Cheese, which is great when you're a kid, but when you're an adult oh, with a refined man. palate, it, it tastes like ketchup with meat on it. Card, <laughs> cardboard ketchup. Card, what it cardboard is. ketchup with, with oh, meat on it. Yeah. yeah. That was a good one, Josh. Thank you for the super chat. That's awesome. JR, do you have a bad villain besides the fifth goblin? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah, trying to think of the joke villains. I mean, uh, Joey uh, Z facade. <laughs> I, you know, I like I, I'm kind of partial to White Rabbit, uh, yeah. to be honest. Um, I mean, I like the, uh, I, you know, I, I, um, 
I, I was, I, you know, I'm kind of fond of the uh, the humorous uh, tone that Spencer takes with his, some of the villains. Yeah, I liked his, uh, I liked his female um, uh, evil squadron or sinister, whatever yeah. they were, or whatever. You know, they had, yeah. the, they had the villain. No one Fatales, was it? No, no. They no, have the no, daycare no. center, and you know, and then yeah, you know, one yeah. of them's a vegan, and the other's not. You know, and that was yeah, funny. I, I, so no, I mean, I, I like a good joke villain. You know, mm-hmm, so yeah. another good joke villain is the only one that ever has a franchise, which was uh, Choctaw the Chicken Cow. <laughs> Another, and that was great. a Stegron story. That was a Stegron story too. <laughs> what about Banjo Jr. <laughs> Banjo was there's, pretty bad. Banjo. There's, there's a different. There's a difference between a joke villain and a villain that is just and simply an offensive. Just an, <laughs> an awful villain. Uh, I, if the panel is willing, I thought we'd take some questions from the rest of you. They're asking if we're doing spider news. I don't really have much spider news, with the exception of the diamond uh, thing that came yeah, out. Yeah, that one. And the penguin Marvel release. We can talk a little about that. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you guys think well, of you, that? You mean you didn't find any uh, bogus Ditko pictures on the web or anything? I, or? Uh, no. Well, actually, I do have Ditko news. Oh, hold on, I do. I can do oh, Ditko oh, news if you oh, want it, oh, Jr. Oh, I got it. You need it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our friend uh, Bruce, who is our big spider collector, uh, is putting on a Ditko show in Jonestown, Pennsylvania, and they're going to have Ditko art up, and Ditko's family is going to be there, and I'm. I'm Gonna see if I can get Bruce and the and Ditko's brother and his uh, nephew on the show. That'd be kind of fun to interview some Ditkos. <laughs> I've been trying to get a Ditko on this show for years, but that would be fun. Oh my god, I don't, I don't. <laughs> you asked for it, Jr. I know, I did, I did. It's just like I mean, as eloquent as Steve Ditko was, I can just imagine how eloquent his family's oh, got to be. Don't insult the fam. Come on. Oh, well, I mean, come on. I mean, how old have these people got to be? You know. I mean, <laughs> so here, let me pose and the question for you: What Jonestown, Pennsylvania? You know, yep. I mean. Oh, it, come on. <sighs> So op- I'm opening up to the panel. What do you think of Marvel ditching Diamond They're, they and going with Penguin Press? What do you guys think of that? As I posted on the Discord, yeah. um, that uh, clip from uh, other people's money, you know, yeah. It's basically, movie, it's, yeah. yeah, basically that whole speech with Danny DeVito gets is like, I bet you know, at one time there was probably you know, with buggy whips were going out of fashion. There was probably, they probably the last company made the best Dane buggy whip you ever saw. And then, but again, it's basically reminding us because let's face it, Diamond Distributors is an old business model going back back when we had the '90s and we basically the whole old basically the, we had the first comic book crash thing. So the idea of having an actual publisher publishing house actually help the distribution is again. It's something that was inevitable a long time coming because let's face it. I mean, mm-hmm. this comic we've complained in the past about comics Did having a distribution problem for for ages. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah. yeah. Kelly, what but, are you gonna say? I'm I'm gonna speak from a somewhat. I know the hardware and upkeep in the in this industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penguin has the bandwidth. They have the money to support <laughs> um, what Marvel wants to do after all of this COVID nonsense uh mm-hmm. you know and, and everything being crazy last year i'm diamond took a hit not to mention diamond took a major hit when mm-hmm. he left them so it honestly might just make more sense because it could possibly be especially since they are going to continue to use diamond to help distribute mm-hmm. uh 
be with the fact that Diamond might have to uh, slim down their their company model and mm -hmm. reestablish mm -hmm. what what it is versus Penguin. You know, they can probably afford to buy a few, you know, few new presses or even buy those presses off off a of diamond right. or pay diamond to print them for them under mm -hmm. their name. That's kind of what I see this idea is. So to me, I think this is ultimately just Marvel was looking out for diamond working with penguin, which they already work with for their graphic novels. And they're just trying to one, make it more cohesive and probably make a few bucks, but then also it, it might be a way to try and say it, in Marvel, in Marvel's head, it might be a way that they're thinking to try and save the industry because if Diamond goes down, you know, that that would have been really bad for Marvel. Right. And which is, anime which is saying that uh, Marvel can still order through Diamond. Retailers yeah. can still order books through them. They just have to pay extra for shipping. And I think yeah. is is it because Penguin is so big they can cover the shipping losses yes, or whatever? Yes, because yeah. it, because Penguin because Penguin has been publishing books for you know for how many years you know Penguin Classics all the other stuff and everything like this. So, yeah. so but, do they have again, a deal with the post office to get discounts or something? Well, I mean, again, they have their own big. I mean, Penguin has yeah. their own publishing outfit, as Kelly was yeah. saying, is that, is, which yeah. is why I'm thinking this, even though Diamond is still going to be part of this distribution, it's not going to be long until they're going to be shut out completely. It's just it's just exactly. inevitable. It, because, because again, you can't have a monopoly, because like any monopoly, sooner or later, it's going to collapse on its own, own weight. And Diamond yeah. was hurting. And that's the thing. Yeah. Diamond got hurt by, by this, ultimately got hurt by DC Comics. Um, right. Yeah. But that was on Diamond. That, yeah. That, that was on Diamond. Well, we, I mean, I have really, a, I, they can say it's on diamond. I think it's them not knowing what, what to do, because let's be fair here. They're there that have been delayed multiple times until very mm -hmm. recently due to the storms. And that, mm -hmm. you know, that part, and that part's not even on diamond. Cause I, I've had to run into those similar issues with FedEx mm -hmm. during, uh, in my, in my day job. So that really was mostly on the postal service for those, those comic delays. Right. Uh, not necessarily diamond themselves and that was due mm -hmm. to storms it's been worked out but that the the situation is regardless they they lost a major player that was mm -hmm. probably DC, barely yeah. keeping them together and then also having the added covid costs that yep. every small business has had to deal with that hurt that hurt them and right. ultimately marvel has to look out for themselves and mm -hmm. i think the way that they're handling this is also trying to keep diamond from also going under. So that shows you that like they're trying to keep this industry as a whole because D diamond is going to go under, give them about a year. And that's, mm -hmm. that's uh, just another. Right. I, I mean, right. And, and the thing is, the other part of that is, is with DC, like what the hell is even going to happen with DC? Uh, you know, Wonder Brothers is, is trying to sell off DC, which makes me wonder, like, how the hell are they going to sell off DC? Because uh, because they're not going to stop making uh, DC or try, uh, pardon, attempting to make DC superhero. Yeah, movies. Mm -hmm. um, that, that's a whole like other separate mess. That's what I'm saying. Is right. Like, they can they blame just sell the publishing rights. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. They can blame these. They can blame Diamond. And honestly, yeah, sure. There's probably stuff Diamond did mess up or, or did mishandle. But the thing is, is ultimately that's on the people currently running DC comics. Don't know what yep. they're doing. Mm -hmm. Agreed. True. Agreed. 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 Uh, is this a good thing for comic readers? Are we even going to notice a difference? 
Are we going to get two hundred books? I don't think we will. It depends on how it it depends on how it gets distributed. Distributed, because if you're trying, because if this sounds like more like, if you're going to try to make it more like comics more available in bookstores, for example, especially since you're doing with your Penguin Random House, if they are primarily a book publishing Mm -hmm. outfit. They're probably got to have better contacts. Is like, but then again, how many book, you know, large chain bookstores are left nowadays? But um, um, so the only thing you could think of is like if you get like you know Barnes and Noble or something like that, yeah. or I don't know if you could put if it's possible that it, it, it be with this business model. With it, you know, would would they try to get would these comic get back into places like Walmart or something? But again, it's all going to depend upon how you're going to distribute physical copies of this thing. Through, I, think, through, I, yeah. I think it's, I think it's going to be bumpy for a while as they figure mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then once they figure it out, I think penguin will actually be better at it than diamond was. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. I, I will agree with that. And I also, I think that the possibility here is endless on it, on it, maybe getting back to a spinner rack, in, mm-hmm. you know, in a Barnes and Noble or right. at that a would Target. Be awesome. Um, you all, have like to the those dollar books might get expanded mm-hmm. because penguin mm-hmm. might see a um might see that as a actual selling point and then two the selling model like the the you know them deciding what books get canceled and what don't uh you know and what book stays might actually get changed because mm-hmm. it depends on how like the the head charge that penguin is charging marvel for mm-hmm. printing these pages yeah. Mm-hmm. So we might this it could be a good thing. I am weary just because change is scary yeah. and Marvel and The devil you know, is, the devil you don't not, know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not always a good thing, but I mm-hmm. I do think that Penguin can at least handle the comics and since they're not changing it, it's a good thing. Now of course if sales tank, then I think that they're then just going to go, well, let's just make them all graphic novels anyway. Um, I mean, we've talked about I, them heading towards that anyway. Yeah, well, yeah, especially because especially yeah. with the DCs, like especially with the same thing what they did with the DC um, did their what is it called that that, that, you know, that future state or whatever it is where they yeah. doubled the size of the comics and everything like this. And mm-hmm. I think they're trying to continue on on with that to try to basically yeah. make it twice, right. which which of course is going to be twice the price as it was before. Yeah. Uh, because, but yeah, yeah that's what D- DC. The rumor is. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a source is bleeding cool. Take it what you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the bat books, they're raising them up to what six dollars a cover price. Yeah. Yep, because it's twice the length of the regular. Because I mean, forty pages. Regular comic. You know, if the price of Spider Man went up to six bucks, that would be it for me. Mm-hmm. You're done. I mean, I, I like the Spencer running, and I've already said I'm not paying ten bucks for. Uh, it, well, it depends on what the digital price would be, but the digital price is typically you know the same. Mm-hmm. So they don't yeah. take the brick and mortar. I, I, but, I, yeah, I'm not paying six dollars for a digital comic. But I'm not let's $6 take into, for a physical comic. But let's take into consideration that if you're going to be treating comics now like magazines, magazine printing is going to be is way more expensive now because not there's not much you know print wise has basically been going more towards digital. I mean, granted, you still I mean, ideally you have to have more physical copies of some kind because you do because who knows what would happen to a digital thing if something you know if you go all that stuff is on there and it goes goes out. Um, so, but. That's the thing, because I mean, I, I imagine this is probably not going to reduce the price of comics in the near future. Because if anything, because of, because if you're going to be trying to put it on better quality stuff and more print, you know, better printing, you know, you know, quality, it's going to be. I imagine you're not going to, 
you're not going to, you know, comic prices are not going to go down. They're going to go up. Yeah. I have one thing I noticed, not to interrupt you. Let me just ask this point with, I noticed with the new deal, Marvel mm. comics are still not returnable. Are mm-hmm. other books uh, are other books returnable? I don't know if that's Some true. Like if, if Stephen are. King, if you have twenty Stephen King books in a bookstore and yeah. fifteen don't sell, can you send them back to the bookstore? Uh, no publisher. No, no, no. no. You, you you can because they tear the covers off of them. Okay. They tear the covers off of them, or or <clears throat> as um as basically um one of the things I found out, they actually burn them. They because burn them. They, okay. yes, they actually did. You know, that's was a there was a guy. It was an author that I read about. It's the same guy who actually wrote the original uh, First Blood. Yes, it was actually a novel, folks. He talked about how when some exit when they had excess copies of it, they basically took it and do, took all the excess copies. They couldn't sell to an incinerator because you know they don't want to. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I, I was thinking if Marvel made it returnable, maybe that would be more profitable. I don't know. It yeah. would make or changes. You- Go ahead, Kelly. Sorry. Yeah, well, I was going to say sometimes it depends on the public, like it depends on the contract okay. with the mm-hmm. publishers uh, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But a lot of times the bookstores too, nowadays, instead of burning them or et cetera, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll sell them to the secondhand stores. Right. So, yeah. You know, like half price yeah. books. Yeah. The half price yeah, books, books, yep. books, yeah. books by the pound. Yeah. They'll send them there. And I assume that that, you know, if, if back into these bookstores, that's the same situation, which the mm-hmm. thing is, is half, high, half price books, books by the pound, those kinds of stores sell plenty of comics. That, yeah. I mean, they have comics by literally by the pound. Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah. Um, you, you'd be amazed. Like sometimes like, you, even, you can even find comics like old ones in like antique stores where they basically have like, you know, you know, you know, stacks of them and everything. I'm not sure necessarily they would all be good because I think some people take right. the good ones and they and you live behind like, you know, some ones that you haven't even heard of. But, you know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it again, it's depend but like I said before, it's gonna depend on how it these are gonna be distributed because yeah. it's still gonna be like getting physical copies into the hands of customers as new, opposed new to customers. The, new one, customers, yeah. younger yeah. customers than us. Yeah. Yeah. One, one thing yeah. I, I wonder about <clears throat> and and uh, is uh, is how like if Penguin tries to start putting them in stores again how that's going to affect crap like uh, like variants because mm. it's weird because like uh, like let's say they want to put something uh, in uh, CVS or 7-Eleven or Walmart or wherever or grocery stores. I don't think those things are going to be all on board with buying X amount of comics just so they can get like some kind of rare variant. It will be. But but it, it but then again I don't know because a lot of those stores CVS Walmart etc they'll they'll do toy variant deals mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you yeah. can only get certain types of toys. Go ahead, Kelly. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say, so that deal that kind of deal would have to change, and so instead it would be okay. CVS is paying us X amount of money for this special CVS only variant. Barnes and Noble is going to get their, <clears throat> their, you know, Barnes and Noble only variant. And mm-hmm. so basically the variant model will change. The thing is, is that that could either blow it up even more and have even more variant covers mm-hmm. or maybe it'll temper it a little bit, which I think that it kind of needs to just, just a slight bit. Cause it, it's getting a little bit too. everything has a variant cover. Therefore it makes all variant covers worthless. Worth, at the I mean, it's been, it's, it's been like that for 
15 years now. Well, I, the, the thing I read on the Bleeding Pool was they're going to continue the store exclusive variants. Mm, so okay. I think that's going to continue unless right. that, like George says, if you put the worm in the water and they don't bite, then it's going away. Mm -hmm. uh, JR, we haven't heard your thoughts. What are your thoughts on uh, doing away with diamond? And I'm, I'm not sure really how much it, you know, it's like, uh, what about me? Um, what's it to me? And I'm not yeah. so sure that it really impacts me. Um, mm -hmm. because I know where I, I mean, I, I'm at the point in my life, <laughs> I'm at the point in time where like, I know where I get my stuff, you know, it's not going to matter to me whether it shows up in Barnes and Noble or, or, you know, CVS or something like that. Um, I, um, I, I am kind of curious. I don't know. It might, I, I think it's good for the industry though. I, I think that I, I think, uh, having their distributions, uh, tied to, uh, a f one fragile operator like diamond was, uh, dangerous. I think, mm -hmm. I think Kelly has already, you know, uh, elaborated on that. There was one podcast that I listened to, uh, a, a fellow who seems seems to know about retailing or whatever, but he said that as a result of Marvel doing uh, this deal with Penguin, that that Penguin won't let Marvel get away with some of their shenanigans. Which mm. I he didn't elaborate mm. then, but I don't I don't know what he meant. But I guess the oh, implication, yeah. But the implication, I guess, is that they won't publish as many stupid comics that won't sell. Um, That'd be good. Yeah, I can kind of I can kind of see that. I can kind of see that. And they won't do the stupid. I mean, I mean, they may do variants, but not. You know, you wouldn't have the overshipping and the. Um, yep. You, you know the 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 you know stick and retailers or second comic book retailers with crap right. they can't sell deliberately. Right. Exactly. Because since Penguin kind of know because they they again they've been in the publishing business a long time they kind of would have an idea they should have an they usually have a better idea of like what book sells what books yeah. regular book sells and what don't. And, and so, know, Penguin, yeah, yeah, yeah. Penguin would most that, likely that, sell. Amazing Spider-Man will sell, but new sure. New Warriors. I mean, come on, oh, yeah, you know, don't, exactly. don't insult exactly. us by trying to get us. But to, then to you have to worry this. about the 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 niche comic that does a breakthrough, like the Hawkeye Fraction book. Mm -hmm. uh, would oh, would yeah. Penguin say, "Hey, that's not going to sell. We want more X-Men, Spider-Man, and we want more Batman. Are we well, just going to have that? Or are we never going to well, get? Penguin's any not going to say we want more Batman." Right. Well, that's fair. that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, but, but again, 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 that's well, maybe because you got, that's why you're going to have to have these guys who are who are comic book creators are going to have to really pitch as like they, you know their their it's ideas. You just idea. can't. It, yeah. yeah, you actually have to. Hey, you actually have to sell this. You know, to make it a selling point. You just can't like oh we're just because that these guys were you know you know flavor of the month type thing like for nostalgic reasons we're just going to publish a you know comic yeah. thing like you know like Prowler for instance oh and it turns out the Prowler is not really the Prowler because it's a clone of Prowler and all this other and stuff we're going to cancel it issue six it was a mini anyway yeah exactly so, yeah right. here uh, we've got uh, comments coming in let me get hey, what George I, I want to ask Jr a question real quick okay uh, because Jr like you is married well maybe not like you but Jr is married. Um, <laughs> And, and we've established that Brad uh, buys a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. uh, JR, uh, if you were to buy a Frogman Legend figure, uh, would you, uh, in your situation, would you have to smuggle that in in a brown paper bag the way that you do your cheap liquor and porn? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Really, you you are you would get in trouble for spending twenty bucks on a Marvel I, Legend. Here, well, here's really? the thing. No, no, hang on, hang on. Here's the thing. Part of this is a mess of my own making. Um, <laughs> when you said I, I do, I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, but uh, my 
my wife and I have had many, I mean, we've been married for over 30 years. Okay. So we've had a lot of conversations about money. All right. A lot of, uh, and I, uh, I, I've, I've given her enough grief over some of her purchases that I, I, I that if I bought a frog band or, or, you know, I, I don't have enough goodwill stored up to get away with a lot of stupid purchases. This is what I'm saying. So you, yes, I would, I would smuggle it in. Yeah. Is, is there an allowance made for goblin items? Cause you do buy <laughs> goblin stuff here and there, or do you have to do it like on the hush? He puts that in the suitcase. and brings it, it Does, the, does it, the delivery man deliver through the back door? <laughs> well, let's just, let's just say that for example, oh, oh, we have props. No, Hold no, on. No, here no, we go. No. This is my this is my this is my work bag. It has my uh, work computer, for example. It's you know, here's my that's, computer. That's what he smuggles stuff in. That's his prison the, pocket. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. So like like for like for example, uh, you know. Oh my! What'd you hide tonight? Oh, What's that? Oh, you got a Spider-Man bendy, didn't you? You know, like like purchases like this little guy. You know, I mean, they kind of bendy goblin. You know, like they they kind of come home from talk. They come home, you know, kind of in this, <laughs> you know, in this. You know? And what else uh, is in there? Hey, how bendy is that, Norman? Let me see. Oh, never said that. Let's, let, let's see here. Let's see here. He uh, there there. He's got you know. He bends that way. Okay. Um, you know. Let's see here. He. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to break him or anything. Gee, we're not, we're not, we're not asking for the rough stuff, Jr. We're just, I mean, we're just a demonstration. Jr. is like, I just smuggled him in the house. Give him a few yeah. days. But, but, but I, but like, like I've said before, though, I didn't smuggle these in. I bought these. These came in over the transom because they look like my kids. You know, so uh, Peter Parker you know. and Harley Quinn. Yep, yep, because my daughter used to cosplay as Harley more than once, and uh, she actually kind of looks like Harley, or she did before she dyed her hair red. Uh, and, of course, this looks like Spencer. Well, it did look like Spencer. Spencer looks like John Wick now. Whoa. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, you did know, Spencer he's, put on some muscles? What happened? No. He, he, facial hair, probably. He, he, facial hair. Oh, did okay. someone shoot his dog? <laughs> it's like he, he it's like i came home you know, i don't know what it is i came home he's on the he's on the couch playing video games or whatever and I, you know i said spencer what what kind of look are you going for or whatever and then i went hey you're going for john wick aren't you keanu you know so i've started calling him keanu did, did he, by the way he, we haven't had an appearance of spencer in a long time yeah he well come on and does he still read the issues Ah, uh, you know what? I should uh, hang on here. Hang on a second. Oh, well, yeah, let's, I yeah, let's get the boy down here. Oh, yeah. Let's the boy. Bring him down. We'll answer yeah, some questions. Yeah. In the meantime, did, did he grow a beard to go along with the John Wick thing? The fans uh, are demanding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, here. Let me get through some. Chat. Hang on. Say, yeah, go through some super chat. Let me say. Uh, you know, you know says my favorite joke villains are the Red Ghost and his stupid, stupid apes. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you guys don't understand uh, what an impact it will be on me to see Spencer uh, with a beard. That will be great. Um, because uh, I remember announcing Spencer's birth <laughs> over at Hero <laughs> Room one time, back when back when he first came into the world, and now he's got a beard. Wow. So this will make me feel profoundly old. Hornet says <laughs> Kelly's been practicing for the speech about how he could how that spider girl villain, if he applied himself, I think is <laughs> So you've been practicing for years to get ready for that. That was awesome. Uh, that was a great. That was a great one, Kelly. Okay, uh, when, power, it, when it comes to Spider Girl, I I have strong opinions. If he power just Packer, himself, Power Packer says I can just see him running in the school saying, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Uh, Spider Kids' first appearance. That was I remember that one and and the Falco friends. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil Goblin was asked, nobody's favorite, says Adam. Nope. Uh, for me, my favorite v- lame villain is the Will-O-Wisp. I like the oh. Will-O-Wisp, Matt. That's a good one. I like that one. Rocket oh, Racer. Oh, oh, here we Rocket go. Here Racer. We go. Here we go. Oh, oh, the boys here. It's showtime. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Spencer, what's going Spencer, on, man? Hey, Let me see this beard. Are you in witness protection now? What? <laughs> you look old, oh, Keanu. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up, man? That's what hey, my dad guys. called me. Yeah. yeah, we were, he was just, we were just asking about you mm-hmm. and, uh, he said, we wanted to know if you're still reading amazing Spider-Man. Uh, yeah, I, I've been, uh, quite a few issues behind cause I kind of got, uh, tired of, um, Spencer kind of dragging the story along. Yep. So I kind of dropped it yep. for a bit. Yeah, and right. then when 60 came, uh, 60 came out, I started looking back into, and the thing yeah, that was a good one, wasn't it? Did you like yeah, it? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I yeah, liked it. No yeah, doubt. So, so what are you doing this day? Do you have a job now? Do you uh, are you working? Uh, no, looking for one though. Are you? Yeah. Um, are you? Are you? I was telling them before you came down here. I, I remember announcing your birth, so it's a trip for me to see you in a beard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me. It makes me feel old now. So, I mean, like, I, you're you're in school now, like college. Uh, yeah, I was going to move in uh, on campus in August, but then with 2020 and everything, we decided yeah. to uh, yeah. kind of wait it out and come what back. Are you major- what are you going to major in? Uh, criminal justice. Uh, Ooh, like, your, like, there your you go. like your sister. Yep. Yeah. How is, how is she doing? Uh, she's doing good. Aren't you, uh, uh, aren't you an uncle now? Did no. she wind up having to? kid i thought no she got married that's what it was yeah, yeah. okay mm, not that nope. year she didn't no, get married i don't year. remember george you're making she, things I up she got married and like had a kid or something maybe i'm just <laughs> no, like no, thinking you're that, you're that's thinking, where it's don't all let going. jr hear these things maybe i just want to say jr is a granddad because i want to watch him you know like you know Freak I, out. yeah yeah will <laughs> be holding <laughs> a grandbaby like a baby gog admit it admit it spencer that would be funny it would. Yeah. It would. <laughs> your your dad was showing us all, all the ways he smuggles uh toys. Oh yeah. House. He he says that he would get in trouble with your mom if he <laughs> bought some weird Spider-Man stuff. So he smuggles things in his brief well, well now we're just putting it out in the universe. He yeah. smuggles toys that he buys at the store we're, in his briefcase. We're narking on JR. Yeah. We're totally telling on your dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. he does that. So oh, yeah. are, are you uh are you like like still playing Spider-Man video games? Are you doing like the new Spider-Man uh video game oh, yeah. with the mile stuff? You, yeah. you like that? Oh, yeah. That's been oh, enjoyable. Yeah. yeah, it was good, yeah. Um here, Spencer, we have comments for you. Vinkman says, Hey Spencer. Uh, Josh Nelson says Spencer really does look like John Wick. I, I, I miss, I miss, I miss the times when Spencer would come on and help review stuff. Do you remember? I do remember too. Those, you were, you were sitting next fun. to your dad. Yeah. It was fun. Those were fun. Yeah. 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 says you look like a t- late two thousands drummer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, Dave Grohl, you mean? Man, that's a <laughs> Dave Grohl. There you go. These yeah, are all compliments, I think. Spencer, have you, have, you, uh, have you been watching uh, the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus, like WandaVision and Captain America or the Winter Soldier stuff? Falcon yeah, I'm, Winter all, Soldier? I'm all caught up on that. Yeah. What'd you, you think? Like, are you liking those? Yeah, I, li- I liked them. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh says, I can see JR chasing his grandkids around the house on a glider. <laughs> 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 yeah, I can see that. What about the uh, what about the Mandalorian? You've been watching that, any of that, like on Disney Plus? Yeah, finished uh, the two seasons. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, 
Mary says to tell Spencer to get goblin gummies for his dad. That, that gives him uh, uh, that's how Norman Osborne is giving the goblin serum now with goblin mm-hmm. gummies. Oh yeah. Like they're like they're edibles and stuff. Do the kids know about that these days? Is that a, <laughs> is, that a, is that a thing that the kids talk about? Jesus, how old are you, George? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kelly is face balling. What, what's going on? Did you say dad gave you the talk? What'd you say? No, no. I said no. Uh, to answer George's question about the kids and everything, I'm like, no, we're too busy, like, doing like TikToks or whatever. Oh, yeah. oh talk. okay. Uh, Spencer, yeah. are you following uh, Gog on Instagram? No, <laughs> we no, just not. everybody just <laughs> boosted his numbers in this yeah. episode. <laughs> so, uh, what else is going on? You got like a girlfriend or anything? What? No, you're no. like dr- grilling them, George. I mean, we yeah. haven't seen Spencer literally in years. I'm trying to get caught up on Spencer and find out what's going on in, in this young man's life. You in a band? <laughs> yeah, are, you, are you in a band? Do you, you know, you're like uh, you know, you and the homies get together in the garage somewhere. I no, love Kelly's I, reaction is what. <laughs> Oh I just. My gosh. I'm sorry, Spencer. <laughs> oh no, you're good. Oh, you've never met. You've never met Kelly, by the way. Spencer, no. Kelly, oh, Kelly, no, Spencer. Kelly, Kelly, Hi. Spencer. Hi. <laughs> Peter Palmer says, uh, "Hey, Spencer, how would your dad embarrass you in front of your friends if he wanted to?" Oh, okay. So story time. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> One time, I was um, my sophomore year. It was around the time when Deadpool two came out. And um, uh, I just got done with a sleepover at a friend's house. And when we woke up in the morning, we all decided, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we saw Deadpool 2? But we realized that not all of us are 17 and older at the time. So mm-hmm. that's a couple of us would need to get permission from our parents to get a ticket. So I asked dad, I'm like, hey, can you, like, come with me into Regal for a couple minutes so I can get a ticket to Deadpool. And then he's like, yeah, I'll be right there. I'm like, okay, thanks, Dad. He's like, "Uh uh-huh. And then when we get to Regal, I see this old man sitting outside the entrance wearing a green goblin mask (laughs) on his phone, just waiting. And then, like, the... the, the our designated driver, whoever, like he just, he, he looks at me. He's like, that's her dad. Right. I'm like, yeah. How could you tell? He's like, I just had that. I just, I just have that. <laughs> and then he just hands me the ticket. He's like, don't ask me to do that again. I'm like, okay, dad, thanks. Did he, did he do it in the goblin voice? I was like, don't ask me to do that again. Was he like, no, he just, no, he just handed me a ticket. He's like, don't ask me to do that again. He's like, I've been sweating wearing this thing for 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, I wear it. Wow. Michael yeah. Reed says that George is making the Spencer biopic. Look, mm-hmm. look, no, listen, listen. We used to love it when Spencer used to come oh, on. I, I love it. Back in the day. And, and we haven't had that for years, and we're, we're just yeah. happy to see Spencer, and we're trying to get yeah. caught up. Or at least I am. I, I, I want to know about Spencer's. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what? Everything has been going on, you know, like mm-hmm. right. Adam. Adam is wanting to know how we de-age JR for this segment. How do we do it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Spencer, did, did you enjoy? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. Did I you enjoy? Did you enjoy your dad's bald face? Oh yeah, when he shaved his head, what'd you think of that? Oh yeah, he always does that. He whenever I've not uh, seen it in ten years. We only saw it once. Yeah. <laughs> uh, usually he does that when he would go home to visit his mom, or when he just wants to annoy my mom because he knows that she she, uh, <laughs> she hates it when he does that. Mm. So, yeah, he does that from time to time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh says, I wish my dad would wear a Green Goblin mask with me in public. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer, a goblin story. That's what the yeah. name of the biopic is. So, right. so Spencer, uh, being, <laughs> being your father's son, uh, mm-hmm. did, you, um, did you inherit uh, the love of the Green Goblin or, or do you have like another favorite villain? Oh no! I, yeah, I, I love Green Goblin. Yeah, okay. he, he's nice. my favorite. Yeah. You, you don't now. You can you can blink like this if you're in distress and you. He wants you to say because you don't want to. Yeah, but no, 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 no. I want to know what Spencer's favorite villain is. If it's legitimately okay. Green Goblin, that's fine. I'm I'm not okay. pressuring him to like. I'm not trying to convert somebody to Stegronism. <laughs> oh no, Stegronism. Yeah. Is there Goblin's any other embarrassing favorite. stories about your father we've not heard related to comic books or anything? Uh, well, there's a time that um, I love it. Yeah, there's there's a time where growing up multiple times, people have asked me, "Oh, is that your grandpa you're hanging out with?" I'm like, "No, oh. that's my dad." Oh, and, like, I've, got, I've actually got, I've actually got, I've actually gotten that window when I was. Oh, really? Yeah. With my dad? Yeah. Yep. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and he's got like senior yeah. discounts. Too. Mm. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, a buck's yeah. a buck, you know. Yeah. A buck's a buck. Yeah, a penny saved is penny earned, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, my mom's hair started turning gray when she was eighteen. She dyed it for years. I think she was like forty-five when she was like, "Screw it, I'm not dying it anymore." <laughs> Some teenager at Kroger was like, "Oh, it's Wednesday, so I'll give you the senior discount." Oof. She milked that for all it was worth. Oh, she man. was like. Fifteen percent off? Heck yes! And I, she's just now going to be eligible. Right. <laughs> I, I, I will. I will admit this embarrassing story. Once I was at a at a parent night or whatever, and I'm 46. My daughter's 10, mm-hmm. so I had her when I was 36. Some people mm-hmm. in my area maybe start having kids when they're 18 or something. Mm-hmm. So uh, one one woman went up says, "Oh, hi, Eva. Is that your grandpa?" And I'm like, "No, I'm her father." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway, there was a speaking of going gray. There was this, you know, I when Facebook first became a thing and I got on it like in 2008, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you start getting in touch with all your friends from high school. Uh, of course, at that time, I was only like in my mid 30s. Yeah. And um, and there was this one gal that we used to go to high school with who started going like gray in like her, her mid 30s. And it was yeah. actually kind of foxy. <laughs> it, it actually kind of was. It, it, it worked. I mean, like I would see him, and I'd be like, "Yeah, it's actually attractive." Yeah. Just, you know, uh, Spencer. Here, we don't want to keep you too long, but here's a question: Spencer, Has, join the show. Just, just yeah. come on. Right <laughs> have Jr. log on with his phone. Has your mom ever watched Jr. on the show? No. No, I don't think she has. Oh dear. <laughs> oh. Dear. What would it? No, I don't want to get him in trouble. But um, yeah. yeah, that would be fun to see her reaction of Jr. talking comic books. It would be an interesting hour to have Mrs. Fettinger on. That would be fun. Well, we've had Mrs. Douglas on. We have. Mm-hmm. We have. And, and the rest of us aren't. Uh, the rest of us aren't married. Well, uh, Dark Mark is. Yeah, Dark and Mark Ashley is. is. But we've seen Ashley's spouse. We've seen yeah. Jack yes, plenty yeah. of times. Um, it would be and, a nice Fettinger reunion to have all all the kids and the mom and Jr. This is your life. <laughs> now, there's been times where she can hear the podcast from like upstairs yeah. through like the air vents, and like we're sitting in the family room, and then like we then my mom just goes, 
Oh, I hear dad doing the goblin voice. Must be doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or or he's just expressing himself in the privacy of his own lair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, George is making the Church of Spencer Instagram page right now. Ah. Uh, Heroing says, Spencer, you're a lot braver than I would be. I could never share embarrassing stories over the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam wants a Crawl Space Family spinoff show. Uh <laughs> Maybe Shy that's what we'll do for Jeopardy, uh, cross-based family. family. JR gave me an F-bomb once. Did he ever do that to you, Spencer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> an F-pumpkin bomb. There you go. All right. Well, Spencer, thank you for coming on. Yeah, uh, no problem. I appreciate it. Good to see you. And don't make it like a couple of years. Come on. Yeah, and- yeah. stop in sometime. Say, say hi. You know, if, we, you, we if you've read the books, come on. Sit yeah. next to your dad. That'd be fun. Or if yeah, you want to yeah. like, uh, you know, talk about like if if we're reviewing like uh, like the next Spider Man movie or something, kind of, yeah, you know, jump on. Yeah. Okay. Because you're because yeah. we know you'll probably see it. So no doubt. Yeah. What did you kick- What did you think of the of the Spider Man Far From Home? Oh, I yeah, liked it. That. Yeah. Did you watch his episode? He was all he was all into that. Yeah. Was he? Yeah. Was he? Was yeah? He was. He was on the. He was on the. He was on the, the yeah, he was on that episode. You weren't, George. I wasn't because yeah. I didn't see it. Because yeah. yeah, right. you had the princi- You had principles. I had principle. I took a principle. Yeah. Michael I mean, Reed wants not- a very Jr. Christmas, a family crawl space yeah. special, is what <laughs> Michael Reed wants. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. Make sure. Uh, make sure you come around for the. Uh, for the yeah, for the next one then. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I tell yeah, you what. If Spencer, if Spencer agrees for sure that he'll come on and help review. Uh, the what is the next one? Uh, no way home. No, no, no way home. home. No way home. You, yeah. you want to come on for that? That'd be fun, Spencer. Uh, if, yeah, if, Spencer if Spencer promises to come back for it, I'll go see it. <gasps> oh, okay. Whoa, whoa, Spencer, will you come on? I mean, I can't, I can't uh, deny something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Best offer he's had this tonight. Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. Last time we we talked about a movie, George ended up falling asleep during half of the discussion. <laughs> so yeah. Did I? What movie yeah. was that? Which, that yeah. was, I think, Homecoming, right? Yeah. Well, you, did you see? Yeah, I think you, you weren't on the. That. You were on the first MCU Spider-Man review show, George. Did I fall asleep during that? I don't remember, yeah. but evidently Spencer One remembers that. You did. You got tired of complaining about Iron Man, and then uh, you went to like get a drink, and then you came back and fell asleep. You went and got a drink and fell asleep. It was either it was either that it was either no, I think it was either that or it was Infinity. It was uh, it was Infinity War, and everyone were basically everyone was like, oh yeah, that scene with Spider Man is George gonna hate that, and this one, and that one, and this one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Spencer, go get your dad. I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so much, buddy. It was good seeing you. Thanks for catching us. Thank you, buddy. I I hope no one shoots your dog and you have to declare a vendetta. John Wick. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, no. Uh, run, run the floorboards. A uh, couple, couple more minutes and we're going to wrap it up. I got a couple uh, super chat questions we got to a- answer. Uh, thank you, Josh Nelson. He asked for our most overrated spider villain. Morlin is my answer. Morlin. Oh, definitely. definitely. Yeah. Morlin. Okay. Any, any symbiote character. Carnage to me. Carnage to me is just to me. Is just, I never saw the appeal. I mean, I get because the only reason why they created him is because hey, we need a Joker for our Spider-Man. It's like, right. no, you don't. They are. Thank, thank you for loaning us your boy. Uh, yeah, he's, well, he's agreed to come on in December for Far From Home. Oh yeah. Now, wait a minute. What's the name of the ship? The No, no Way, way home. home. No Way and Home. And yeah. George made a deal. So he said, Spencer, if you come on, I will go see that movie in December. So they made a deal. 
Uh, Spencer is going to join us on that episode. That'll be fun. Wow. Okay. And, and just case, you know, just because, you know, I just so that the boy knows that whatever he says about me, I can always, uh, you know, come back because I have <laughs> access to pictures. Here is a, uh, oh, oh, wow. Wow. oh, look yeah, at that. During one Halloween. Oh, your daughter's uh, Kim Possible and he's the Hulk? Yeah, he was the Hulk. But oh, he what are you? Are you Norman? Yeah, here, here, here's what, here we go. Oh, there you go. I, I got glare. Oh my gosh. He said that you you uh wore that when you got him Deadpool tickets. Yeah. But this is what he like. He wouldn't wear the mask. We had him we got him a mask and he wouldn't wear the wouldn't mask. Wear the Hulk mask. Yeah. So we, you can't tell because of the glare, but he's got uh, green, the green face, color. Face, 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 yeah. face all yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's adorable. But my, my daughter was Kim Possible. Yeah. Well he tells the story a little bit differently than I do, but um <laughs> but, but but it was but no, I mean he was he he was staying at a friend's and you know he needed me to come in and I said, Well, I can't, you know, I can't, you know, let him get away with you know, he, right. there's gotta be a price to pay, right? Right. You know, um, mm-hmm. but, what yeah. was, what was, but what was kind of funny was I had to stand out there for, you know, typical waiting for a teenage boy to do something. I mean, it took it longer. So I'm standing out there in his mask, you know, <laughs> fully aware how ridiculous I look. Uh, and uh, these two middle aged <laughs> ladies are coming, you know, walking into the movie theater, you know, and I can tell they're muttering under their breath. You know, about what, <laughs> Who's dad's that? Yeah. You know, what, what the hell is this? You know, I mean, is, you know, did, is this like, you know, somebody on an extended release or, you know, something like that? <laughs> or, or they were just liquored up. <clears throat> it could have yeah. been. So I pulled up my mask and I said, I'm here to embarrass my son. And then they started and then the laughing. the two old women said, put it back on. And they're like, <laughs> like and they said, go right ahead. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they started laughing so vinkman thank you for the super chat he wants to know our favorite mj centric stories parallel lives is one of my favorite also the the origin in 259 i like that one by DeFalco and friends. the sensational spider-man annual number one by fraction that's a good yes. one yep what do you guys like i love her origin i love how yeah. it changes everything mm-hmm. and it just works perfectly and yeah then obviously uh, i've i've slightly become synonymous with the wedding uh, mm-hmm. Because I will not let anyone forget about that particular wedding dress. It makes me so mad when they don't yes. draw it because I'm like, yes. do you not understand what a big deal that was in 1987 oh, yeah. to have a yeah. legitimate designer design yep. a dress for comics? I know now it happens all the time, but that was the first. And yep. where is the dress? Kelly it wants to know it? what happened to it. That is Ew. Kelly's Ditko picture. That <laughs> dress is Kelly's Ditko picture. Because like, again, uh, that yeah. dress was also yes. actually designed for that for that for that uh, wedding thing, yeah. officiated by Stanley in in um, was it which stadium was it? Shea Stadium. Stadium no longer yep. exist. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. W- Willie something drew the dress. Willie, Willie Smith. It's Willie Smith. And Willie Smith. The thing is, is too that might have been the designed himself uh, because two Willie Smith designs also went under shortly after I think it was like 1990 1991 because about six months after he uh, designed this dress so about the time it started getting published he actually um, died from complications with AIDS so yeah so this is one of his last things and honestly it might be his last like his biggest his last biggest thing because he was known more for his 80s track wear Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which JR, is pretty MJ. JR and George, favorite MJ story? Um, I'm going back to uh, 
I don't know if it's my favorite MJ-centric story, but one that I always come back to is during the JMS run, that Dr. Doom story at the airport mm, where uh, where Mary oh, Jane yeah. uh, came back. Uh, that was, to me, so iconic, that that big splash page of them just talking, mm-hmm. you know, and they're both bawling their heads off. and everything. I thought that was That's beautiful. And then she was like, you never uh, introduced me to your work friends. And so he introduced mm-hmm. her to Captain America. Captain, Captain America, <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. That was JR? Wow. I mean, I, I mean, I've always been very fond of Mary Jane as a character. Uh, and it's hard to pick out a, uh, uh, I mean, there, there's just a number of things. I mean, I, I like her club and the chameleon. Uh, I, I like the, the fact that, uh, when, when Peter went after her in Pittsburgh, uh, that she clubbed, uh, uh, Alistair Smythe on the leg or whatever, you know, just, Hey kid, give me that baseball bat. And, uh, I don't know, just the stories where she's his partner. I mean, I just, um, so I, I'm having a hard time coming up with a, with a particular story, yeah. uh, but uh, there's just a lot of little moments that I like. I mean, Parallel Lives obviously is a great, it, 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 because basically, I mean, that's one of the biggest retcons of all. It is. You it know, worked. I mean, and it's, but yeah, see, that's the thing. It, it's one of those things. I mean, it, it's so, it, it gets back to storytelling, you know, I mean, and everyone, and, and everybody on the outside of fandom, <laughs> wants to talk about how anal fans are and how toxic fans are and how unaccepting fans are things different, but not, not if you give them a good story, not if you give them a good story and treat the characters they love with respect, you know, and, uh, you know, so, so here's this big retcon, you know, that Mary Jane knew all the time. Did you hear any griping from, you know, nope, we all loved it, you know? So yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, that one probably, I suppose, because I think that really did kind of show how they were destined for each other. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Josh, thank you for the super chat. Favorite doc Ock stories. Oh. We, we've mentioned, <clears throat> go ahead, George. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the owl, the, the owl, the uh, the with the owl was really good. Uh, the issue where uh, Spider-Man ripped his arms off mm-hmm. uh, was fantastic. That's like seventy six or something. Yeah, it was like seventy five, seventy six, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the whole story lasted like about ten issues, and there mm-hmm. were a couple off issues, and and even like then it one. ended like in seventy nine. You know, it was outside when the owl thing was done. It was, you know, there, yeah. Yeah, but there was just there Kelly, was just so much happening in the owl octopus stuff. Kelly, favorite ox story? I'm I'm gonna say, uh, volume one, issue one thirty one, just because it's so silly when <laughs> what, Aunt May the, marries the wedding. Oh, yeah, the, the wedding of Aunt oh, yeah, May that's and funny. Yeah, which which brought which had Hammerhead in it again. We had yeah. a, a Hammerhead story. Yeah, Mike. <laughs> the very first appearance of Doctor Octopus, which number is three. Spider-Man number three. Mm-hmm. That was actually, believe it or not, I think that my first exposure to that was at one of those was at a, at a, uh, one of those old Viewmasters. Oh, and I think it was. It was actually one of those. It actually they yeah. did reprint of those things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and it's like that was so. Fun. Especially I like the. I mean, what, what really sticks out in my mind because there you got Ock at his most best, and the fact that he basically not only defeats Spider-Man, but he kind of humiliates him with it by slapping him in the face after he's got him. It's like. Just to add insult to injury, it's like, oh, you're not even worth my time, and just like, because I'm such a super genius, and just throws yeah. him out, and it's just like, mm-hmm. and it shatters his con. Inspired, it's the first time Spider-Man's confidence gets shattered, and everything like this, and how he feels <laughs> like, oh, I got to It's a, it's also one of the better rematches of all of, of all time because it's also because Spider-Man actually has to use his intelligence to defeat the villain for once. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, uh, also in those early issues, uh, Spider-Man's first real big uh, iconic moment. 
that's mm. been recreated so many times when he's buried under the rubble. The master planner. Uh, that, was, that was a Dr. Octopus story. That was, yeah. well, I was master planner, but that master planner was Dr. Octopus. Yep. Um, uh, another big one, favorite one of mine. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, um, what can I say? <laughs> let me see here. Mary has a question for JR. Uh, did you hear the news about William Shatner saying that he's never seen anything Star Trek related except Star Trek five, which he directed? <laughs> you know, I, I've, uh, yeah, I, I actually, strangely enough, I did see that. Um, yeah. first of all, with Shatner, uh, is 90. My God. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Shatner for, you know, is a, um, a force of nature. He he's is. a force. He's a force of nature, and uh, I I do have a tremendous amount of respect for him uh, as a, a survivor in the business, as somebody who has reinvented himself uh, mm-hmm. time and time again, as someone who make, continues to make himself relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and also he's stopped. Yeah, he's not one of those who. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. He doesn't. I, I could be wrong. I don't follow his Twitter or anything, but it seems like he's historically avoided being too political. You know, I mean, yeah. although he likes to be, he likes to bait people. But that's the thing too. When Shatner said, "I've not," you, you got to sometimes Shatner, you can't take Shatner at face value. He says a lot of things that I'm sure he knows that he knows are false, or he's trolling people, or. Uh, but I, I, I don't. I mean, a lot of actors can't stand to watch themselves, though. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, particularly, I mean, when you have such a huge body of work, it's like looking at old pictures of yourself. You know, you look at old pictures of yourself in high school and go, oh, my God, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure that a lot of actors just can't stand to watch themselves, you know. Uh, so I, I would say that, you know, it's it's partially true. You know? yeah. I, I like that Shatner has always refused to let the industry define him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like like mm-hmm. Ray R said, he he reinvents himself, and it, it it's absolutely true. Like he's he's always been willing, uh, or he's never been willing to uh, accept people shoeboxing him into just the Star Trek thing. Yeah, you know, uh, I like look at the way he branched out. He branched out in a way that the others uh, really never did. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because uh, you know he went on to T.J. Hooker, and he's always had these recurring roles in movies, or even if he just shows up for one scene, or he goes on. There was that legal drama he was on. What was that? Boston something. Boston, Boston legal. legal. Boston yeah. legal. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he just he refuses to to mm-hmm. let the industry keep him down. He's always going to find something something new. Mm-hmm. I, I I bet he still does stuff until the day he's dead. Oh yeah, yeah. he's definitely yeah. one of those who's going to. He is going to die doing something. He's going to be working. You know? He's going to be. He's, he looks. He still looks pretty good for a guy. He does. He looks great. I think he, he's had work. He obviously. looks ten years. He looks ten years. He could pass for seventy. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. had. Yeah. He, he's had work, but he's had work oh, done, sure. obviously. Yeah. But uh, but he keeps himself. He keeps yeah. himself mentally agile. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, I know. I mean, there are things he's done and said. Um, over the years, I mean, the thing is, though, I think a lot of the actors associated with Star Trek and even actors who, who not just Star Trek, I think when they're younger and they do kind of get typecast like that, uh, they do get resentful. They do say things like Walter Koenig. Well, mm-hmm. Walter, I think no matter what, I just get the impression that, that no matter Walter is just kind of an angry man. Yeah, I think I think, I think, I think he a would lot be of un- them are like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think as they got older. They made peace with it. Um, uh, Leonard Nimoy definitely was someone who, 
although he was he was too classy to really be quoted saying anything, I think he had a hard, really hard time with it for a while. Yeah. With um, the book, I'm not Spock, and the well, well that, I am that Spock, wasn't yeah. even that. That's the, one of the most misunderstood things. He did not. That was not him repudiating Spock because I've got that book. I mean, in fact, yeah. I even had him autograph it once because all you got to do cool. is flip. All you got to do is flip the cover, flip on the back, and it says, "I am not Spock." But if I am not Spock, then who is? And the whole book is his ruminations on being Spock and, yeah. and converse, he has conversations between himself and Spock, which doesn't, I mean, it's not as goofy as it sounds. Right. So no, he's always had, so that's one of the most misinterpreted things, but, um, but a lot of pro Nimoy's problems too is Nimoy and Roddenberry had a falling out. Uh, Rodden, Nimoy was not one who would sit by and let Paramount use his image without making, without paying him. Justifiably um, so, yeah. 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 And, uh, so he, you know, Nimoy, a lot of Nimoy's problems were, were vested in legal, his legal dealings and, and Roddenberry frankly was, a, an unethical, an unethical man. Was uh, 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 but I think a lot of them though. James doing summed and I, I'm I don't mean to go on a big Star Trek, but James doing summed it up in his book, which actually Peter David wrote his bio, helped him write his biography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at the very end, James doing kind of summed it up by saying, you know, I, you know, missed out on a lot and blah blah blah. Well, one, he said, though, he met his second wife, he met his wife at a Star Trek convention. So he said, you know, I met this woman at a convention and I've had two sons with her. He says, so no, I mean, you know, I do not want, I do not want to think about what life would have been without Star Trek because yeah. it would have been life without them as well. But he also That's said, nice. I, I started out with a bunch of actors who are a lot better than I was and they're <laughs> all forgotten, but people remember who I am. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But I, I think it took him a lot of years to get to that point. Yeah. It really, I think, and, and Shatner made a comment of, you know, he wrote a book called Get Alive and his, the whole book was, well, I finally get it. I finally get it. I finally understand that these aren't just a bunch of weirdos that they're one reason they're attracted to Star Trek is because they find people who, who have similar interests and there's like, you know, people become friends and families and things of that nature. And they finally get it. And so I'm sitting there thinking as I'm reading this, so what the hell were you thinking in the prior 25 years then? If you finally yeah. get it now, right. You know, Mary, this uh, is what happens when you ask a Star Trek question, <laughs> you get JR going off. No, uh, the panel has agreed to go till 11. We're going to wrap it up then. One, one uh, of the real quick one, cause we were talking about Shatner and I just, there's one thing I wanted to point out about Shatner before we, we in okay. Shatner. Uh, one of the things that I, uh, I, I read about Shatner uh, and which was very uh, sad uh, was uh, about the death, I think, of his second wife, mm-hmm. who struggled with alcoholism. In, in pool. She and, he basically, and he basically came home and she was dead in the pool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and about how, like, Nimoy helped get him through that and, and had been trying to help his wife as well. And I thought that mm-hmm. was a, a really touching yeah. story. I like mm-hmm. the stories uh, between uh, Nimoy and Shatner, even though, you know, for a lot of years it was like, you know, they had a feud and everything, but they were still at the, at the core, they were, they were still too. Two men that like you know, like just, mm-hmm. I think they just they did generally like one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And there was that big stink when uh, Nimoy died and Shatner didn't go to the funeral, but that was because he had a charity event he'd already mm-hmm. scheduled for that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I remember that because a lot of people tried to make Shatner look bad for that, and I was like, I mm-hmm. I think Nimoy probably would have wanted him to go and and help the charity he was helping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I, I I like hearing stories about them personally. That's yeah. always been interesting to me. They were um, I mean, not to. I'm sorry, not to keep dragging it, but I think they were. Uh, I think, th- and they did have. Pro- well, the thing is, they were very competitive. They were like very competitive brothers, and it did take them a long time to truly become friends. And something happened between them. 
Um, I'm not sure what it was. I mean, I've got my theories, uh, but they're not all. I, I think a lot of people want to blame Shatner for everything. And Nimoy had his issues too. Nimoy mm-hmm. could be a um, Nimoy could hold a grudge. Uh, he could he could hold a grudge. He could get offended easily. Um, there's no telling. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but yeah, they did. I, I think they were like they they were like like the one of the Brady bunch once described why some of them were still close after mm-hmm. a few all those years. It's like because there's nobody else who understands what we went through yeah. except yeah. each other. It, it's kind of um, like uh, Thomas Jefferson and John Adams. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like they started off as friends and then they hated one another for the longest time. And then at, mm-hmm. uh, towards the end of their lives, they became friends and didn't realize that they had died within hours of one another well, yep. on the same day, which was the, you know, 50 years after they'd signed mm-hmm. the declaration of independence. True story. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the panel's agreed to go another 10 minutes at 11 o'clock. Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Stop talking Star Trek. Stop talking yeah, Star Trek. It's like no more Star Trek questions. I know. And I love Star Trek. So uh, panel, we're going to answer these quick. So also okay. viewers, we got 10 minutes. Hit us with your questions. We're going to answer them fast. Uh, the first one up is Matt Bird. He wants to know if we would like a Spider-Man anime movie. No. Well, technically, we already had one with Into the, Into the Spider-Verse. Well, although that was technically oh. it was Penny Parker. Yeah, but that was kind of a... I think, they, I think they mean like anime, like, like actual Like anime Japanese. anime, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it, I, it, it, yeah it also, that's... Technically, we kind of have one if you talk about those disc spinners. They, yeah, they, they kind of exactly. did one. Yeah, they like kind of did one. It's already kind of happened. It's not great. And yeah. in fairness, like I, I won't say into the Spider Verse is anime because it's American yeah. animation, not Japanese right. animation. Right. Um. But like, unless it's going, unless it's an anime style, mm-hmm. like Japanese Spider Man movie, like where it's all just that lore. With Leopardon, yeah, Leopardon, and that's cool. But otherwise, no, I I don't really care for it. Technically, they kind of did one. I mean, Marvel did the anime too, because remember they did that thing with the X Men anime and Wolverine. I think they did an Iron Man one. Slot's whole run was paced like an anime story. So Mm -hmm. no, I'm done. I'm sorry, Kelly. I didn't. I like what Trust Toby ten sixteen says. Give MJ a lamp. It's like giving Bruce Lee nunchucks. I like that one. (laughs) I made a TikTok uh, about it. <laughs> uh, I liked uh, Return of the Sinister Six, Stock Ock in a white suit and, a, and an evil bastard. I like that yep. one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vinkman remembers that Viewmaster. I do too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Peter Palmer says the best Doc Ock stories in the video game. That's a good story. Oh, uh, is, is that better than Spider-Man 2? No. 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 Because to me, Spider-Man 2 might. might <laughs> that's, that's a good one. That, that's a very strong one. There's yeah. parallels uh, to it, actually. I just had one. Here's a fun one. What's your favorite Venom story? Go, George. <laughs> well, I've, I've always 300, right? Yeah, I've always said that the only Venom story I like is the first one where where we actually mm-hmm. see Brock as Venom. Uh, but that was before the brains, brains, brains crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and he actually there was a level of menace to him that was actually yeah. uh, visceral. Mm-hmm. You could actually feel it. But then yeah. after that, he just became an over-the-top parody very quickly. Mm-hmm. So Mary loves your Star Trek input, Jr. Oh, uh, Matt wants to know if you ever read any Shatner's tech books. Oh, I actually I remember those. Tech I, actually I, never, I have a few. I, have a, you I, have, <laughs> yeah. I never read them. Were they any good? No. 
Not that I no, remember. Was, <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. I mean, I actually have it. I mean, I there is a great podcast put out by the guys who uh, who made Mystery Science Theater 3000 and do the, uh, the riff tracks. And it's called 362 Pages We Can Never Get Back. With basically started with as they first started by reading, doing Ready Player One, mm-hmm. um, which they absolutely hated. And then they started going, then they went into uh, one of their things was Tech War. And they started going into like, oh, going through. You page by page and everything's like you know so it's it's almost like a podcast book club of bad books and bad novels and it's great especially if you know the, yeah peter palmer yeah. disagrees with it he says the ps4 game is a better ox story than spider-man 2 i yeah. i disagree i disagree but teach his mm-hmm. own peter palmer yeah. Mm-hmm. uh oh yeah tech war tv series greg oh, evigan yeah. bj and the bear remember that that was and that's right. bj and the bear and oh. my two dads oh oh my god they did tech war tv so oh wow Again, I think, got- I think the little girl from that show grew up into like a district attorney. I think that I think it was that show. Like she's mm-hmm. an actual like DA that prosecutes murder cases. Oh, that's I, cool. I think that mm-hmm. was her. The um, mm-hmm. uh, the other one was what's his name from Aliens and and um, Michael Bean. Michael no, Bean. No, the oh. the slime ball lawyer. Um, oh, oh, Paul uh, Riser. Paul oh, Riser. Yeah, Beverly yeah, yeah. Cop Two and yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. my two dads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't have any more questions, we're going to go for another couple minutes. If, but if you don't have any questions, we'll wrap it up. I did want to promote what Kelly and I and Neil and Javi are doing tomorrow night. Yes. Uh, we're going to do uh, a pre-show at seven 30, uh, for spider satellites. I, how many books do we have Kelly tomorrow night? Jesus. I, I have, I have, here's the list by the way. They, they read bad comics. So you don't have to. Thunderbolt, Spider-Man, Sword number four, Spider-Woman 10, Champions four to five, Gwenham versus Carnage three, King of Black, Captain America, Nonstop Spider-Man number one, Carnage, Black, White, and Blood number one, King of Black, Scream, King of Black, Hulkling, and Wiccan, Savage Avengers 19, Miles Morales 24, and the new Morbius one shot is what we're going to tackle. All that that money you'll never have again. Good grief. King of Black is is an event that never ends. Yeah, no, it truly. uh, (laughs) Who has Morbius? 12, 13, 14, 15. I don't know. Uh, I think Neil or Tyler does. Make so Neil 15, do it because he's all he's emo like uh well, Morbius is. I don't think I don't think Neil has it. Uh so if Tyler doesn't have I'll read it just in case Tyler doesn't have it. But so I, the, I like how I'm stuck on Savage Avengers. You are. You're, you're like Conan. You love the Conan. Oh, um, but we're gonna do a pre-show at 7 30 at 8 o'clock. We go exclusively to Patreon members. That's our thank you. Uh, for mm-hmm. supporting us each and every month. And this is the show that you get. Uh, Anthony says, King and Black Spider-Man was all right. Mm. I have not read it. Uh, Josh has a question for Kelly. How would you react if Mayday Parker died in Spider-Verse? Okay. Actually, I talked about this um, recently. So I have a couple. I, I have slightly collected a couple of younger fans. And when I say younger, I'm like, they are 17, 18, 19 years old. So kids to me now at this point. Mm-hmm. And we've discussed <laughs> this because we were discussing uh, what they had wanted as a continuation after Spider-Geddon since they love it so much. I was dead. Like I, during Spider-Geddon, if you had told me that Mayday wasn't going to die at the end of Spider-Girls, I would have fought you because they had set it up where basically, no, she's going to sacrifice herself. So Annie lives mm-hmm. because that's that's the family now 
Like mm-hmm. that's how it was set up. And I was so shocked that that didn't happen because they kept saying, I was like, they're going to pull that Buffy scene, you know, mm-hmm. where I think what was end of season five and she jumps off the, right, jumps the tower off and, yep. mm-hmm. and dies. I totally was expecting that. And then of course I was wrong by two episodes of Buffy because then they, they reference the second episode of season six where Buffy's hand comes up from the grave, but it's, for Peter and that's the end of MC2 mm-hmm. I I had made peace of it um, I, for Spider-Geddon after the events of Spider-Verse and part of me says she might as well have died in Spider-Verse because <laughs> everything that makes her story special everything that makes her character special was completely assassinated by the writers of Spider-Verse and mm-hmm. she has never recovered unless Tom, you know, Tom and Ron and the whole Spider Girl crew are behind the story. And right. that is so, to me, it is almost sickening how sad that is. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right. Last question of the night is from Timothy to JR. Timothy Byrne wants to know JR, if there was a burning building with Peter, <laughs> Harry, and Norman inside, who would Norman Osborne rescue? Go. Uh, oh, without it, without a doubt, it'd be his grandson. Uh, you know, he's the one he's got the most hope for. He considers Harry, Harry, yeah. Harry a lot, but you know, that's kind of a, that's one of those questions that doesn't have a good answer. I mean, that implies that Norman didn't love his kid or whatever. And, uh, yeah, and I don't know. The that, I, Normie, huh? I agree. I agree. Go I for Norman. Yeah, I, I know. I, but it's like anything else. I mean, that's the thing. That's what a normal person might do, though. Yeah. You know, but save, say, I, I, yeah, save yeah, the youngest one. That's not so much a uh, what would a supervillain do? I mean, that's almost like, you know, what, what you know, you'd save the child, you know, if you mm-hmm. could only save one person. Uh, but I, but but before I, we go, I just wanted to say because we talked about Mary Jane so much. We talked about variant covers. Uh, I'm not a variant cover guy. But, you know, I mean, it's like I get an issue, whatever. That's it. But I happen to be in a comic shop one time looking for something else. And I saw this. Very oh, nice. It. And I had, I, it's I, just like, I, I had, that. Yeah. I had that one too. I had I not had seen, it I, I had not seen it. And that's one of the, that's one of the fun about, I guess, living in the Cleveland area. They have multiple comic shops. And uh, sometimes you find something that a different shop that you wouldn't find at where you usually go. And that was, and the, when I bought it, the guy said, yeah, it's a pretty good cover. I said, yeah, that's, uh, that's an eye catcher. I mean, that just mm-hmm. boom. So, that, yeah. but, I mean, that's a, another great depiction of Mary Jane where she's absolutely, she's absolutely gorgeous, but she's not over the top. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so. uh, I said it was the last question, but Vinkman gave us a super chat. We're going to go yeah. with that one. Uh, <laughs> he wants to know uh, Kelly's favorite MJ outfit. Uh, and also wants to know if you're going to do Mayday outfits again in May from your closet like you did last year. I, I'm going to pull a few that I did yeah. not do. Um, but it's not going to be a full week and it's not going to be a full month, but I, I do plan on doing a few Mayday outfits. Uh, uh-huh. And then M- I don't know what my favorite, I mean, I guess the, my favorite MJ outfit would have to be her wedding dress just because I love the lore of it. Um, yeah. You know, and I want to like find it. You like one too. You, you cosplayed yeah. as the sparkly dance club one. Her, her first cover outfit. Yeah, yeah. I like that one too. Um, I mean, I, I like, I like almost everything. Mary Jane wears. It's not my style at all, but I I love whenever she's wearing something tacky and crazy. That's why I think like y'all were saying, oh my goodness, this outfit's horrible. But I'm like, classic MJ, <laughs> I classic. I, we well, didn't say Brad, it. Brad <laughs> I did. Are you are you talking about the 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 pants yeah, from this, out of, out of and, this, and the Tron yeah. shirt? 
yeah. yeah out of this. <laughs> so the thing is, is like, yeah, it doesn't quite match up exactly where they got their inspiration from. And I'm like, she would be wearing those those jeans. She would be wearing mm-hmm. that top. She would wear them together because it's gaudy as all get out. Because that's just who she is. Like as much as because the thing is, is like, yeah, she she is a natural beauty. And so sometimes she doesn't need to be all glammed up to be, you know, beautiful or, you know, or relatable. But the thing is, is her fashion has always been loud. Mm-hmm. And I love that's it true. when she's loud. I like her loud, too. I guess that, if, uh, she was loud this month, wasn't she? If uh, <laughs> if if Kelly winds up uh, cosplaying as a uh, wedding dress MJ, it'll cement what I said earlier about uh, the wedding dress being to Kelly what Steve Ditko's photo or, or not. <laughs> not I, because remember that phase Brad went through? Where he was oh, wearing glasses. oh, my God. He was, he was wearing glasses on the podcast and saying he was Steve Ditko, that he was <laughs> cosplaying as Steve Ditko. I've thought about it, but, like, wedding dress, like, to do it right, I feel like the cost of it would be too much. Right. That's why I'm just I'm hoping maybe someone just has it like in their closet somewhere and they're just like, Yeah, you want it? And I'll just take it. That that's yeah. kind of my hopes. My by, crazy by the hope. way, Michael Reed started this podcast taking a test and he just got done with it. He got a B plus. Congratulations. Oh, I, thought, I, I, I thought he was making fun of Brad by saying, I just watched the podcast, I give it a B. <laughs> <laughs> I like the cover art. Uh yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hornacek says in that hypothetical for JR, Norman started the fire, by the way. All right. We went an extra hour than we wanted, we expected. So thank you for watching so much. Well, that's a wrap on that episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, one more time before we wrap it all up, I want to remind you about uh, patreon.com slash crawlspace. Log on there to get exclusive thank you content, which uh, one of them is the Spire Satellites where we review all the books that aren't amazing on that episode. That's a thank you to people that help support this podcast on our website each and every month through Patreon. There's also several other podcasts that are up there that are fun to listen to uh, that I think you'll get a kick out of. But again, it's patreon.com slash crawlspace for exclusive content and also support things you like, like this podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. 